Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and you're listening to Change the Game Podcast for Monday, February 8th, 2021. What's going on, guys? How are you? Of course, it is the day after Super Bowl Sunday, a great day if you are a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, a Tom Brady fan, not so much if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, or of course, one of the many Tom Brady haters as well, uh, or if you're a sole Bill Belichick fan as well, because you know there are the people that pick two sides, uh, one of the two sides of that debate, but we are back. Uh, The last episode we did was actually back in December. It was the NFL episode, and we are back today with a three-part change the game start to the week, uh, February. We've got NFL is first up. We're having a massive Super Bowl-themed episode. It's not all about the Super Bowl, um, but of course, we are going to talk in detail about this past Super Bowl, and then we're also going to get into a lot of these other teams in the NFL We're going over the entire playoffs because we really didn't have any playoff shows. Uh, The way we're going to go over the playoffs is I'm going to be talking about every team that lost in the playoffs and the game that they lost and what they can do to improve. And then I'm going to talk about other teams as well. Obviously, we're going to get big into Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford, among other quarterback news. Uh, Lots of news to get into after we get over the Super Bowl. And then... Uh, As a treat to finish off this episode, I am going to rank every single Super Bowl, including last night's Super Bowl 55, and then the next two episodes that we're throwing out there is going to be NBA episode. We are going over the entire NBA season, what we've seen so far. I'm going to talk about the controversy among having an NBA All-Star game this year in Atlanta, and then we are going to go over my now updated predictions as a lot of things have happened in the NBA that have surprised me as well. I will get into that on the next episode. And then third and final UFC, a lot of UFC action has happened. Of course, Conor McGregor returned to the octagon and not the best return that he could have asked for. That's for sure. We're getting into that. Also, I'm giving you my top 10 fights of this past year, so 2020, I'm giving the top 10 UFC fights, so a big uh, countdown that I'm very excited to do. I took a long time making that list, especially uh, because there was just so many great fights. So those are going to be the three episodes for today, and then we have more episodes coming up on the way this week. But of course, it is the day after the Super Bowl, so we have to start our little quote-unquote marathon with the Super Bowl. This is NFL. We have to talk about last night. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took the field in Tampa Bay. And what do you know? Tom Brady is a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than any NFL franchise. Now, that's just ridiculous to think about. 31-9, to Um, the first thing I have to talk about with this game, though, is the other TB, and it's it's cliche, everybody's talking about it, but Tom Brady won his fifth Super Bowl MVP, but the real MVP of the Super Bowl, of course, also had the initials TB, but that would be Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a game plan he came up with. On this Kansas City Chiefs offense that for the first time 
Uh, since Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback, the Chiefs did not score an offensive touchdown, only getting three field goals. Um, just an incredible effort, starting from Todd Bowles and all those great players on defense. Devin White was fantastic, 10 tackles. Uh, he had an interception as well. You had Shaq Barrett causing all types of mayhem. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul got some pressure. Ndamukong Sue was a force uh, hitting Mahomes. Of course, Levante David helped out on Travis Kelsey. Yes, Kelsey still caught over 100 yards, but he could have done a lot more damage. And he was in his face a lot. I remember Kelsey dropped a couple balls on this night, and Levante David did have something to do with that. And he, of course, is one of the captains of that defense. Listen, Todd Bowles surprised everybody. Uh, they went for the first time they met way back in November, Thanksgiving Sunday. Tyreek Hill had 200 yards receiving and two touchdowns in the first quarter. It, it was looking like a blowout. The Bucks were blitzing a lot, as Todd Bowles loves to do. But in this game, no, he did not go with the blitz. He went the entire game. The Bucks blitzed on 9.6% of their dropbacks. That's the lowest rate by a Bulls-led defense over the last five seasons. Uh, in this season, the Bucks did have the NFL's fifth highest blitz rate, which was 39.0%. Uh, but listen, like I said, last time they played, the blitz burned them, especially with Tyreek Hill. This time they said, all right, you're not going to beat us deep. We're not going to let you get Tyreek Hill deep. Find a way to beat us. And obviously the Chiefs were missing their two starting tackles, the right and left tackle. So that was a big deal for Kansas City. And I knew that Tampa Bay was going to win for that fact alone. I just knew that. Listen, and I'll get into the main reason why it happened this way. But I knew without those left tackles, the Chiefs didn't have a chance. Mahomes needed a time to throw to win that game. And he just didn't have it. Uh, he just did not have any time because Todd Bowles called a perfect game plan listen all aspects of the game the tampa bay buccaneers out coached the kansas city chiefs at the end of the day i've heard a lot of excuses i've heard a lot of excuses from kansas city fans ooh, ooh, it, the refs won this game and you could see that these these people these little chiefs fans are crying they got eyes all red first of all nobody feels sorry for you you won last year like get over it I'm sorry, but you won last year. You know how many teams wish they could get one? You know how many Bears fans wish they could just get one? I'm sorry, but the refs did. It's thirty. The refs made it thirty-one to nine. Okay. The ref thing. Listen, there was a couple iffy pass interference calls, holding calls, I suppose. But this is something that I told these Chiefs fans a lot when I talked to them about the Chiefs and why they're very beatable. The Chiefs are just not a disciplined defense. They hold a lot. They've done it all season. They've been called for it a lot. And guess what? They got away with it. Last year, they were trailing by double digits in every single playoff game, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. They did not learn their lesson. And now listen, I will admit, of course, that one thing that did impact them was the uh, horrible car accident with the young girl who's fighting for her life right now. And... I just want to send my uh, thoughts and prayers out to her and her family. Uh, everybody hopes that she pulls through, all right, because that's just terrible. So, yes, some of the Chiefs players may have been distracted, but that that doesn't excuse the blowout. If you lost in a close game or even a semi-close game, a 10-point game, 
yeah, okay, then you, you can use that, but you can't you can't excuse a blot. I'm sorry. And listen, the Chiefs just seemed too overconfident to me. I feel like the Chiefs just didn't put in the effort where Tom Brady every night this past week texted all the players at eleven o'clock at night, we're going to win this game. We're going to win this thing. That's what he said. He said we're going to, not we can, not we should. We will win this game. And that's leadership right there. That's Tom Brady uh, doing Tom Brady things. Taking the Patriot way, which is, is it really the Patriot way? No, it's the Tom Brady way. Um, And, of course, Bill Belichick has a lot to do with Tom Brady's success in his career. But now I think that door has slammed. And I'll get into that in a bit. But the Chiefs just were a team that they're undisciplined. Uh, Tom Brady helped, and this was a let, let me be clear. This was a Bucks team that was already a, a very disciplined team. Uh, they had all the makings. That's why Tom Brady picked this team. He was very aware of the decision he made. Levante David, the best player in most people's eyes, in my eyes, really on the defense, going into the Super Bowl, nine thousand two hundred sixty-seven career total snaps played for Levante David. He had nine penalties committed in his career. And he only played with Brady this year. So when the leader of your defense is like that, that's the type of person, that's the type of defense that Tom Brady can come in and just influence them even more. And now you got guys like Ndamukong Sue not getting dumb penalties. Remember when Ndamukong Sue was with the Detroit Lions, he had penalty issues. You didn't hear anything about it in this game. And he had some great hits on Mahomes. I mean, he lit him up. But you got to give it up to Todd Bowles. He was the MVP without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, The same way that Bill Belichick was the MVP of Super Bowl 53 with the Rams and the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady's sixth ring. Tom Brady's last two rings, really the MVP has been a coach. Uh, It was Bill Belichick and now it's Todd Bowles. And his first Super Bowl, you could argue Bill Belichick again was the MVP. The original Rams Super Bowl shutting down the greatest show on turf. But man, it's it's just it's just an it was an incredible it was fun to watch that game. I'm not gonna lie. Now, everybody who knows me knows why I feel that way. Because what have I been saying about that quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes? Listen, he's great. He's Brett Favre 2.0 in my opinion. He could have as great of a career as Brett Favre, but he will not be the greatest quarterback of all time. He is not in the goat conversation. Uh, for the foreseeable future, I don't want to hear anything about Mahomes and Goat. You know, let him have a career now. Now he's got a lot of ground to make up. He's got a lot of ground to make up. But I really still, I don't believe that he's better than Deshaun Watson. I for sure don't believe that he's better than Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to get into Aaron Rodgers and his NFC Championship game, some of the stuff he could have done better. But Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in the game without a shadow of a doubt he just is he's not the best leader that's obviously tom brady but aaron Rodgers is better than patrick mahomes deshaun watson is better than patrick mahomes you could even argue tom brady is better than mahomes i won't even argue that talent for talent right now mahomes is better than tom brady tom brady had a better team and tom brady is still more clutch more reliable in the big games i would trust tom brady more because for my life, uh, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. That's one thing I don't do in sports. So I did not lose any money, of course, because I'm not betting against Tom Brady. That's just fool's gold right there. 
I've known better. He's won me plenty of money in my life, and he continues to win me money at 43 years old. Listen, Tom Brady, it's hard not to even talk about him, but I want to hold off on the Tom Brady. But the fact that people hyped up Mahomes to be the greatest greatest quarterback of all time. He is this. He's that. Oh, he makes the flip pass into the end zone. Oh, my God. Did you see that? What a play by Mahomes. I've never seen a quarterback do that once in my life. Really, I've seen that for the last five, six, seven years. Quarterbacks have been doing that, and it's jumped all these quarterbacks' fantasy totals. Aaron Rodgers was one of the first ones to do it. It's not really a pass, but it counts as a touchdown pass, so it boosts fantasy. I love it when your quarterback is doing that for the fantasy. It's great. It's a cheap touchdown right at the goal line instead of getting it stolen by a running back, a little running touchdown. But they act like Mahomes invented that. And listen, Mahomes had an incredible play. That play at the end of the game where he's literally basically vertical from the ground and just throws it right into the dude's face mask. That's a great throw. And then the throw in the first quarter to Tyreek. It hit him in the face mask, man. Mahomes did throw two passes that hit Chiefs players in the face mask. So that is true. But if Patrick Mahomes was the GOAT, he could have at least, despite having two passes, go off players, face masks. Hit him right in the face mask. Despite all that, if Patrick Mahomes was going to be the GOAT, he would have scored a touchdown last night. I get it. Listen, I get it. A terrible offensive line. They had one of the five starting offensive linemen on the line. But this is what I said about Mahomes. Take away something. You know, maybe he has all his weapons, but he doesn't have that line. And that was the thing that I always said. That line was so good when you had the tackles in and they were healthy and Listen, people always say about football and all sports, really, but especially football, the injury gods must bless you. Look at the San Francisco 49ers. They should have won the Super Bowl last year, and they didn't even make the playoffs this year because of injuries. Obviously, they need a better quarterback, but if they were healthy, relatively healthy, they would have definitely still been in the playoffs. They're a much better team full strength than the Bears, and the Bears made the playoffs, so that's all you need to know about that. And so it was clear. The injury gods just didn't bless the Chiefs this year. But you can't get stomped like that. You cannot get stomped the way that the Chiefs got stomped. Especially if you're Patrick Mahomes. And especially the fact that you were playing against Tom Brady. The guy that most people believe is the GOAT. The greatest quarterback of all time. You lost 31-9. to I mean, Mahomes, first of all, Tom Brady may be back in a Super Bowl. Mahomes is going to have to get back there and beat Tom Brady to have a shot at it. I'm not going to say there's no chance. There's technically not because if he were to win seven Super Bowls and win a rematch against Tom Brady and do something crazy like or do something crazy like four straight, then, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. But I wouldn't doubt Mahomes will win another ring or two. Chiefs are going to load up. They're going to get a line. They're going to produce a line for him that – they got a great organization. Andy Reid knows what he's doing in terms of team building. They're going to retool and be back next year. But listen, I think that they missed a big window right here. They were in the Super Bowl. The history of the league is when you lose in the Super Bowl, bad things tend to happen. Look what happened to San Francisco this past year. The Carolina Panthers, now they didn't I know that that team didn't win a Super Bowl, but they were 15 and 1. Cam Newton was the best player in the whole league. 
And that team, you know, for whatever reason, just fell apart. There's many reasons for it, but that was a that was a team that almost went undefeated in the regular season. Dominated Arizona in that NFC Championship game. Really dominated Seattle in the divisional round, almost choked it. And then the next year they missed the playoffs. They did make it the following year and almost beat Drew Brees in New Orleans, but I mean, it's just NFL is weird, man. You lose in the Super Bowl, it's almost like a big curse. And that black cat Tom Brady's not walking away anytime soon. Rob Gronkowski's not walking away anytime soon. Listen, Leonard Fournette's gonna be back with Tampa Bay, I'm sure. What's he gonna get? Five million if he goes to another team in the open market? He's only gonna get about five million. He's gonna stay with Tampa because he's they're gonna offer him about three and a half, take a little pay cut. Why wouldn't you? Heck, I would. Not even just about winning. The fact you're playing in Tampa Bay. Half your games are in Tampa. I mean, that's awesome. Playing the nice weather like that, especially for a running back. And the thing is, people are going to want to play for Tampa because they know they have a great shot at winning. You get to play with the GOAT. You get to play in great weather. And you get to be with a team that is loaded a team that it means you don't have to put the burden of expectations on your shoulders where oh i have to catch all these balls i have to score all these touchdowns or if you're a running back i have to take all these carries and take this beating you don't have to take the beating that you would if you were on a say a team like the dallas cowboys or the chicago bears you know um so i mean yeah leonard fournette's probably gonna stay i'm sure chris godwin's gonna be the guy to go because if i'm tampa bay right now you're looking at Shaq Barrett's going to be on the open market and Chris Godwin. I would try to pay Shaq Barrett and you just let Chris Godwin walk. I mean, he's a great receiver, but you still have Mike Evans under contract and then Antonio Brown. Nobody else is going to pick him up. You get him on the cheap. Uh, And that's another thing, a testament to Tom Brady's leadership. With all that happened with Antonio Brown, did you see how that man looked? I've never seen Antonio Brown look so humbled. Almost brought to tears, holding back tears, talking about Tom Brady and how grateful he is for him. Because this is a man who was out of the league. The head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said in the middle of the season, said, no, he's going to, I don't think he's going to be a good fit for the locker room. And Tom Brady himself vouched for him. He said, no, I'll make sure he's a fit in the locker room. And he is. He was. He still is. There's no ego. He caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. How awesome is that? Gronkowski caught two touchdowns. That was amazing. But yeah, I mean the story the the main story of course is Todd Bowles and then like Patrick Mahomes like he was bad. I mean, I know he made some plays. I know that that people like to say, "Oh, you know, Mahomes they're underrating his performance or whatever," but I I just I can't say that at all. I can say that he's a warrior. That's for sure. I'll give him that. I respect I respect him so much for going through that. Those shots that he took, and he didn't, he didn't cry about it. He didn't leave the game, you know. He didn't pull a Jay Cutler and just leave the game and just say, "Well, it's over with." He went out there till the very end and tried. But you know, if you're Mahomes, you would have liked to at least get a touchdown, in my opinion. You know, I mean, Peyton Manning got blasted by that Seattle team in the Super Bowl. Had nothing to do with him. The opening snap went over his head. Peyton Manning couldn't have done anything with that. His team just wasn't good enough to match up with that. Maybe if the Broncos had Von Miller, their number one defensive player, they could have had a chance. But, like, Seattle was just, that was an all-time defense. You had Marshawn Lynch on the other side of the ball. No Von Miller to get the pressure you needed. It was just a, 
It was a blowout, at least in that Super Bowl, though. Peyton Manning got a touchdown. He got a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Now, that's all he scored. But I think there's something to be said about scoring a touchdown. One touchdown. Forget the two-point conversion. One touchdown, to me, is worth way more than three field goals. At least you got in in the end zone once. On a defense that, I mean, it, it's arguable about what defense is better. But Seattle probably had an even better defense than the Buccaneers. But the Buccaneers have a much better coaching staff. That's for sure. But that defensive coordinator, man, Todd Bowles, is fantastic. He gets a bad rep because of his job with the New York Jets. But can you really blame Todd Bowles for that? You can't blame Todd Bowles for the New York Jets. It's it's the New York Jets. The Jets are maybe the worst franchise in sports. That's how bad the New York Jets are. So it's just great to see Todd Bowles doing this. And, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians did such a phenomenal job as coach. Just, I mean, what else can you say? You know, everybody says, this is what's funny to me, is all the, the, all the political stuff oh tom brady oh why are you guys rooting for maga tom because he had the maga hat and everything listen i mean if you hate tom brady because of that it's whatever i'm not gonna tell you your opinion's wrong but i will say about tom brady and that he never really went out and publicly supported him especially recently he did say that his comments about the kneeling was divisive he did say that he supported kaepernick's decision to kneel back when he was doing it and still in the league now, could Tom Brady have done more for Colin Kaepernick? Absolutely. Of course he could have. I, I agree with that. But the Buccaneers as a whole, when you're saying, oh, I'm rooting against Tom Brady, first of all, let's let's talk about the Chiefs. How about the fans of the Kansas City Chiefs booing when the Texans and the Chiefs on opening night locked arms for unity to show unity, and they got booed by the Chiefs fans. So that's number one. Number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the only team in the NFL where all their major coordinators are black. You've got, of course, the defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, the MVP of the game, really. The offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, former Jaguars quarterback, if you remember him from back in the 2000s. You've got special teams coach, Keith Armstrong, and then assistant head and running game coach, Harold Goodwin. All those guys, black men and coaches on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you want to talk about all this all, you know, team MAGA and you know I'm not even saying many people are saying team MAGA but that's what they used to say with the Patriots listen every major coordinator was a black man on this squad they even had two women coaches on the team the first women to win the Super Bowl assistant defensive line coach Lori Luckust and assistant strength and conditioning coach Morel Javadifar like that's unbelievable these two women were coaches on the tampa bay buccaneers this team is literally the definition of diversity in the nfl and the rest of the league can most definitely take inspiration and follow what the tampa bay buccaneers did which is they said we're not going to have all the same voices coming at you. We're not going to have a bunch of people that look exactly the same. We're going to have people that look different, all different types of people from backgrounds, color, even genders. Uh, I think it's great. I think people who do not want women coaches in football, that's that's dumb to me. That's a stupid opinion. If a woman puts in the work uh, to learn the game or learn strength and conditioning and dedicates her life to that stuff, why, why can't a a woman be a strength and conditioning coach for an NFL team. 
because there was one on the Super Bowl champions for 2021, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, man, it's just they are definitely not Team MAGA. That's that's my point about that. Not to get political or anything, but that's that's disingenuous. It wasn't right for the Patriots either because they had plenty of players on the team that didn't believe in MAGA, but for sure not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not this team. And then on another note from the game, speaking of women, you had the first women referee in the game as Don Judge Sarah Thomas officially becomes the first woman to officiate in a Super Bowl. I mean, again, breaking down barriers, man, it's great. How can you not like seeing that happen? The comments that I saw uh, directed at this young lady on Twitter were just, there's some terrible men out there making comments like that. And same thing for the the young lady who uh, was the soccer player and became the kicker for Vanderbilt for the second half of the season. Just why can't women be involved in football? I, I don't understand why that's such a problem. But I'll tell you, this Tampa Bay team, as great as they were, like this Tampa Bay run, it felt like a New England Patriots team. As a Patriots fan, as a fan of Tom Brady, seeing all six of his Super Bowls from the very first Super Bowl I watched live was Tom Brady's first Super Bowl championship. And now here he is again winning his seventh. Uh, this run was just incredible to watch. Incredible to watch Tom Brady just do his thing and really cement his case as the GOAT. Um, although I do believe that there is one player that deserves to be discussed next to him, and I'm going to get into him later because he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame a couple nights ago. But yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay watching this run was literally like watching the New England Patriots. That's what it felt like. Uh, Bill Burr talked about this, and all his friends from Boston said the same thing. It, it really just felt like, you know, as a Tom Brady fan, it felt like rooting for the Patriots again. And Gronkowski was out there. And seeing him catch two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, seeing how happy he is, you know, it just brings a smile to my heart because right there, Rob Gronkowski, I feel like he is the GOAT tight end uh, without a shadow of a doubt. In my opinion, Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp definitely deserve uh, to be considered the original Kellen Winslow, of course, as well. But, Man, I, I'm not taking anybody over Gronk. If I'm lining up an NFL team all time, Gronk is my number one tight end. Uh, that's a slam dunk choice, too. And honestly, my number two may be Shannon Sharp over uh, Tony Gonzalez. That's a different discussion for a different day, though. But listen, people are going to talk about the refs. And, you know, I said this earlier. There was a few penalties that definitely should have went. Kansas City's way that didn't uh, but that's just like I said they're an undisciplined team Tom Brady knew what he was doing when he was coming to Tampa Bay picking a disciplined team and penalties aren't the reason the Chiefs lost sure if you want to say if all the penalties broke the Chiefs way the way that the Chiefs wanted it'd probably be like a three-point game I predicted 24 to 21 that's what I felt like the final score would be it might have been something like that or even lower, like a 17-14. to 14. But either way, Tampa Bay was winning this game, and the fact that they beat down Kansas City, that's going to be the story, especially from a Mahomes-Brady perspective. And, you know, we talked about Brady a little bit, but, I mean, what more can you say about the guy? The guy has more championships than any NFL team ever. 
Tom Brady, man, like shout out to Tom Brady, man. He's so much fun to watch. He's just like people say he's boring and everything. And I, I thought it was unfair when somebody compared him to Kobe and Michael Jordan because like, well, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan are way more entertaining as players. But the thing that's awesome about Tom Brady is like Kobe and like Michael Jordan, he has he has that Mamba mentality in him. He has that fire in him like he you can look at all of his Super Bowls, like just his energy that he's had, especially in his later ones. Let's go! Like, you know, just how much he screams is just, it's infectious. It's just like, dang, like, you, you, like, if I played for him, I'm running through a brick wall for Tom Brady. Like, yo, that dude is the man right there. Like, he, he just exudes, like, he's like a walking goat. And the way that he, I just love how he, you can tell he loves football. That's what I love when, when a guy like that who's so great just loves the game and loves winning. How can you not love that? How can you not love how much Tom Brady loves to play football? I mean, he's ruining it for a lot of football fans. A lot of people were upset Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie to you. I could not have been happier when the conference championship games were set as what they are. could not have been happier with what the final result of the season was. I'm not even going to lie to you. Couldn't be happier. But, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Can the Baltimore Ravens get weapons for Lamar Jackson? And that's something that we'll discuss in a second as well. Out in Vegas, the Chiefs are the favorites to not repeat, but go to a third straight Super Bowl and win their second Lombardi in three years. Would be incredible if they could do that. I'm not so sure it's going to happen. I do not think we're going to see a Super Bowl rematch next year. I believe that Tampa will be back and somebody else will be in the AFC. I want to say Baltimore is my preseason pick this year. I have to see what they do for Lamar Jackson in terms of weaponry for him. But I expect the Bucks to be back in the Super Bowl. I expect them to be at the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. And I expect them to, at the very least, come close to going back-to-back. I don't know for sure if Tampa Bay is going to go back-to-back, to be quite honest with you. But it's very possible. I think they're going to get to the Super Bowl and put up a hell of a fight in that Super Bowl. But the one thing with Tom Brady that I really want to shut down is the notion that, oh, you know, what would he do without Bill Belichick? What would he do without Bill Belichick? You know, it's all Bill Belichick. No, I've always felt it's basically 50-50. If any one person deserves more credit, it's Brady because it's the quarterback. Uh, most important position in all of sports. Although at the same time, you could argue slightly Belichick because there's no sport where the head coach has more of an impact than NFL football. It, it's a it's a toss-up between the two of them. I don't even like making that debate. I think they were both about equally. It's 50-50 uh, in contributions to that Patriots dynasty. Tom Brady's continuing it on in Tampa. He's got seven rings. I mean, what more can you say about him? And just a... Fantastic Super Bowl to watch if if you were rooting for Tampa, if you had bets on Tampa. Obviously, Chiefs fans are depressed probably still today. Uh, No doubt about it. I would be too if I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Uh, That one has to sting. Getting blown out in the Super Bowl, that's got to sting. Wouldn't know what that's like because Tom Brady's never been blown out in the Super Bowl, but that's neither here nor there. Listen, Kansas City will be back. 
they'll have a chance. But there's going to be some other teams in their way. Uh, you know, the NFL playoffs was a very interesting playoffs this year. There was a lot of different teams that made runs this year. I mean, obviously the Chiefs in that Super Bowl could have played better. One thing that I really didn't understand was why they didn't run the football more. They should have tried because Edwards Elaire only had nine carries for 64 yards. They should have given it to him at least 15 times. That that was a mistake in my opinion. I know I was supposed to get into the other teams, but still kind of mind-blowing that Kansas City didn't try something else. They should have given what Tampa Bay gave them because they were giving them the underneath routes. And that's why Tom Brady, that's part of what makes him the GOAT. You know, he'll take those underneath routes. He'll take what you give him. That's what makes Tom Brady special. And Pat Mahomes is going to have to learn that. Um, I always thought he was going to be the next Brett Favre. He's looked very Brett Favre-esque in this Super Bowl. He threw a couple picks. Made some beautiful throws at the same time. But like I said, Kansas City, they'll be back. They got to run the football more. Kansas City has got to improve their offensive linemen. Uh, even if you get the two tackles back, I think the question is, uh, are you trying to get younger on that line? And I would be if I was Kansas City. And they definitely have to get a couple more playmakers on defense. And they have to start being more disciplined. Kansas City needs to stop with this sloppy play, falling behind, penalties, holding, pre-snap, offsides penalties on a field goal, man. Like, that's just terrible. How are you going to line offsides on a field goal? You can't you can't let that happen just because you're trying to block a field goal so hard that you're not going to block that kick. Come on, man. It's so unlikely. It's so unnecessary. I think the Chiefs, you know, were they probably a little distracted because of Coach Reed's son and uh, the unfortunate accident involving that poor little girl who's fighting for her life? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that had a uh, little bit of an impact and the refs did have some impact as well and it being uh, a blowout they basically ensured that it was a blowout with a couple penalties that they made but Kansas City regardless even if everything went Kansas City's way that night it, they wouldn't have won it would have been a close game that's it but really nothing went Kansas City's way and that was their problem but they couldn't get in the end zone it's gonna look bad on Mahomes I mean you still got to get a touchdown regardless of all that that I said I said it earlier Mahomes you got to get a touchdown but he's got a long career ahead of him so I'm not gonna rip on the guy forever I know I want to but it's not Mahomes that I don't like it's his ridiculous fans who already say he's the GOAT he's better than all these other quarterbacks like come on man he's he's played three years now Let's let's give him some time. Like, I'm sorry. What I watched last night, Aaron Rodgers could have played better. Deshaun Watson could have also played better. So, you know, but that's neither here nor there. Moving on, uh, the rest of the playoffs. It it was an interesting playoff run. That's for sure. Uh, it was different because they added a team. They had a playoff game on Nickelodeon. Of course, the Bears were on Nickelodeon. Uh, the first team that I'm going to talk about that lost in a playoff. So I'm basically going to do reverse. So the conference championship losers, then division, then wild card round. Those are the teams I want to talk about. So green Bay, listen, Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in football, but you got to get it done, man. Somehow, some way. And I can't, I'm not going to blame Aaron Rodgers, Of course not. He played way better against the bucks than Pat Mahomes did, but he had the end zone on that, third and goal and he decided 
to not take off for the corner and try to get there to the one. And then Matt LaFleur, or Stephen A. Smith says, LaFleur makes the incredibly stupid decision of kicking a field goal instead of putting the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands on fourth and goal, the MVP of the league. That will forever haunt Matt LaFleur. I'd be so mad if I was Aaron Rodgers. I'd be trying to get a trade out of there for the lack of weapons that he's had. But the Green Bay Packers do have a good team. They have a fantastic offensive line that's going to be back and fully loaded. They still have Devontae Adams, arguably the best receiver in the game. And that's one thing. Speaking of best receiver in the game, that reminds me of something in the Super Bowl that I completely forgot to mention. Tyreek Hill, who I had argued was getting up there. Maybe he's the best best receiver in the game it's possible when they played with Antoine Winfield Jr he went covered him single coverage that Thanksgiving game Tyreek Hill flipped backflipped hit him with the deuces and backflipped into the end zone Antoine Winfield got the ultimate revenge by hitting him with the deuce sign at the Super Bowl that was great I loved that moment and then they put the meme of uh Winfield's face on the Michael Jordan and I took that personally and then he quoted that actually and he just said basically with the shrugging emoji because yeah that's what he said and as a lesson to the Chiefs man I mean I love talking smack it's great but you got to be able to back it up and you got to be able to take it when you're getting your butt kicked so that's all I have to say about that now back to the Packers Devontae Adams arguably the best receiver in the game honestly right now I would say he is the best receiver in the game especially the fact that he's playing with the best quarterback in Aaron Rodgers Aaron Jones is a good running back they got to get weapons in the first round that's that's what I'd have to say you'd have to try as best as you can to improve the defense but Aaron Rodgers needs more weapons because I'm not trying to see any more drops for him I I hate the Green Bay Packers I, I can't lie I'm a Chicago Bears diehard fan but I do love me some Aaron Rodgers. He's he's a bad man. Yes, he is, but he needs more help. He needs more weapons to catch the ball. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers in the clutch moments didn't come through, and Tom Brady did in that game. Tom Brady threw three interceptions in seven passing attempts in the second half in that game. In one span where Tom Brady threw seven passes, he threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers got a touchdown on the first one and did nothing with the other two. So that can't happen. I'm not going to say he choked. That's what Max Kellerman said. I disagree. I don't think he choked. He could have played better. You can't blame him for the loss, though. And he definitely he definitely looks better after the Super Bowl. That's for sure. But, man, Aaron Rodgers is going to think about this one. You were at home in the NFC Championship game and you couldn't get it done. Am I surprised? No, because I picked the Bucks for a reason. All year, every time I wanted to waver on the Bucks, I'm like, well, yeah, Green Bay should, you know, they get the number one seed. They should win the NFC. But whole time I thought about it, like, if they play Tampa in Green Bay, are they going to win? No, Tampa's going to win. Of course they are. And Tampa ended up winning 31-26. It was a great NFC championship game. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You can't really ask for much more of a conference championship game. But the Green Bay Packers have a lot of work to do right now. Trying to get Aaron Rodgers his second Super Bowl. He deserves one. Brett Favre deserved more than one, too, and he only got one. So hopefully Aaron can get one. Uh, Hopefully it's with, like, the Chicago Bears. That would be amazing. Just like how Brett Favre went to the Vikings, except this time he gets it done. Wins a title. That would be unbelievable. 
But the other team that went to the conference championship game and lost was the Buffalo Bills. Um, shout out to the Bills. Great season. Josh Allen played phenomenal this year. Look what happens when you get a quarterback, a number one receiver like Stephon Diggs. Took Josh Allen's game to a whole nother level. He stepped up. What the Bills really need to work on right now is they need to get a running game. That's first and foremost on offense. They had no running game at all, so they had no chance against the Chiefs because they couldn't run the ball at all. They were all pass, so they didn't have a chance against Kansas City. 38-24 is the final score. It could have been more than that. It could have been much more than 14. But the other thing that the Bills need to do is they need to – they need to revamp this defense because this defense is not the defense it was two years ago or three years ago where it was one of the better defenses in the league. This is a middle-of-the-pack defense. It's sometimes a bend-don't-break, but sometimes they do give up a lot of points and they give up a ton of yards, and that's just not going to fly uh, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. So those two things are the things I would look out for most if I'm a Bills fan is you got to improve the running game, and you have to to get a better defense you have to upgrade that defense in a couple ways at least get it a little bit more uh, up to what you had last year and the year before as well and it, it might be all right for you the divisional teams that lost the saints what do the saints need to do first of all for the saints sake drew Brees needs to retire so they don't have to force him out he just needs to retire because that game was tied 20-all going into the fourth quarter. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. I remember Troy Aikman. I'll never forget this. He said, oh, this is Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Oh, oh we love this. right?" You know, and they were saying, oh, this is such a great matchup in the playoffs. And I'm like, yeah, but one of those, that's not really an impressive matchup because one of those guys is the guy I want and the other one I wouldn't want in this situation. And I'm not taking Drew Brees over Tom Brady anytime in a – pivotal game and drew Brees is old he threw three terrible interceptions drew Brees was terrible in this game he was horrible Jameis winston the one time they threw down the field it was Jameis winston throwing a 56 yard touchdown on a trick play a trick play that the bears used on him the week before but of course javon williams had to drop it in the end zone anyway Jameis winston should have came in for Drew Brees. If they benched Drew Brees, Jameis could have got them the win. It's possible. Very possible Jameis could have beat his former team. But if I'm the Saints, I'm trying to move forward with Jameis as my quarterback. Uh, Jameis Winston I was was a guy I, I was very high on back in the day. Even for the first couple of years of his career, I thought eventually once he matured, he would become the best quarterback in the game. I was very off about him. But I still think he's going to be a really good quarterback, especially for the Saints. Could the Saints help him put together a Hall of Fame-type career? It's very possible. I know that's that's ridiculous when you first hear that, but Jameis has the potential to put up some numbers. And if he could get a, a, a ship with the Saints, get a Super Bowl MVP, he's going to have a Hall of Fame career if he can put up some ridiculous numbers in the Saints. Listen, everybody wants to trade. For, I know all these Saints fans. I know Saints fans. They keep saying trade for Deshaun like everybody. The Saints aren't going to. They don't have the cap to do that. They'd have to trade their whole team and then cut their whole team. Like, I'm sorry, but was Deshaun Watson going to play with nobody? And maybe Kamara in the backfield? You know, you're not keeping Kamara, Thomas, all these other guys that they got on this team. I mean, Cam Jordan. You're not keeping him, too. 
you're going to have to lose at least two of Thomas, Jordan, and Kamara. And they're not going to do that. The Saints aren't trading for Deshaun. It doesn't make sense for them. Deshaun's amazing, but it just won't work out for the Saints. That's not your option. Their option has got to be go forward with Jameis. Try to re-sign some pieces and just try to retool around the roster a little bit. Maybe try to get even a little deeper at wide receiver. Uh, Michael Thomas needs to be healthy next year. Uh, He needs to produce because he was shut down in that divisional round game too. He was shut down. So Kamara though, Kamara had an amazing year. He can just keep it up. Nothing that needs to change about him. Yeah, but I would definitely go forward with Jameis Winston, not Taysom Hill as quarterback, and definitely not Drew Brees. Drew Brees, you need to retire. It's over. It's over, man. People want to talk about MAGA for Tom Brady. How about Mr. Drew Brees? Mr. Oh, do, 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 talking smack about the kneeling for the anthem. Oh, my grandfather fought in World War II. Oh, do, 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 do. that's a slap in the face to him. Yeah? Was it also a slap in the face to all of his fellow soldiers who weren't treated the same way he was when they got back because they were black? When they got back from the war? Yeah, so I'm not trying to hear it, Drew Brees. Save me with the with the tears of Drew Brees retiring. He's a legend. I respect you. Uh, borderline top 10. Honestly, I don't think I have him in my top 10, though. I think I'd have him like 11. I don't know. It's between him and like Steve Young, Terry Bradshaw, guys like that. I mean, he's better than Terry Bradshaw, I guess, but I don't think he's better than Steve Young personally, but that's just me. The Browns. How about those Browns? They win a playoff game. Everything's looking like it's going up in Cleveland. And then I think the Browns blew a massive opportunity. They had a chance to get to the Super Bowl this year because Mahomes got hurt. And they had a great shot, a great shot to get to that Super Bowl. They couldn't close the door. It looked like they were going to come back and take that game. Fourth and nine inside your own territory and you punt. I don't care who's in quarterback for the Chiefs. Chad Henney was in there. He got the first down. They have too many weapons. I wasn't surprised. Kevin Stefanski, who had a great season as coach of the Browns. Unbelievable job he did for the Cleveland Browns. But that was not his finest hour. And that was a terrible moment. And I want to say that I'm going to talk about the other quarterback after him but baker mayfield deserves all the criticism he gets he should have closed that door mahomes was gone right away in the third quarter that was your game baker you could have beat the chiefs you could have been in buffalo playing for the afc title game to go to the super bowl and to play tom brady it could have been browns buccaneers baker versus brady obviously the bucks still would have won but that would have been cool seeing the browns and i think that would have been fantastic seeing the cleveland browns make it to the super bowl But I think they missed their shot. I think this was their shot to make the Super Bowl. Uh, They have a great team, though. They they can retool. They can go at it next year with basically the same roster. Try it again. One thing I will say, though, is if they can get Deshaun Watson, absolutely trade for him in a heartbeat. I would trade Baker like that. Like, not even a question. Not even a question. I mean, it's so obvious. I had to say it twice. But, I mean... Real talk, Deshaun Watson's way better than Baker Mayfield. And if Deshaun Watson came to Cleveland, I'll tell you right now, Deshaun would get the Browns a Super Bowl next year. Next year, you can book it. They were to make that trade. So Baker can get all mad at that uh, fan-sided journal, whatever it was, uh, dog pound, whatever. It was some Cleveland Browns 
uh, website. You know, they write articles about the Browns, and they said that the Browns should try to get Deshaun Watson. Any team should try to get Deshaun Watson unless you are the Kansas City Chiefs, mm, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, hmm. That's about it. I mean, I would trade any other quarterback. Uh, even As much as I love Lamar, you, you have to trade Lamar if you could trade him for Deshaun because Deshaun's just better. I mean, I don't think Deshaun is better than Justin Herbert. Don't get me wrong, but Herbert is so young, and he's amazing. So I wouldn't trade Herbert from, from L.A. That's the L.A. Chargers. That's the only other one other than Mahomes. And, you know, Rodgers might be better than Watson right now, but you get Watson for longer. The Packers, if that trade was available, should make it in a heartbeat. But, yeah, no, I mean, let's keep it 100, man. All this criticism that heaps on Lamar Jackson, who definitely struggled, and that's what I'm going to get into right now is the Baltimore Ravens, but Baker deserves to be ripped and Lamar deserves to be ripped. It's just Lamar is not trash. Lamar is better than Baker Mayfield. Uh, Let's look at the lines of these two quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, Baker's was a little better. 23-37, 204, touchdown and a pick compared to Jackson, 14-24, 162, no touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, I feel like the Bills, despite the flaws, have a better defense especially a more opportunistic defense than the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, But Baker had a shot to win that game with Mahomes out. You know, Josh Allen never got hurt. The the Bills, you know, Lamar threw that bad pick six, that's for sure. But the thing about the Ravens, what do the Ravens need to do in the offseason? They really need to get Lamar Jackson a true number one receiver. If Allen Robinson's available, you have to try to get him. And I'm going to say the same thing with the New England Patriots when it comes to him. But Or you got to try to get him somebody, and Allen might be the only available number one. Chris Godwin is going to be a free agent. If you're not going to get him, I would definitely go after Godwin, try to pay him a lot of money. Uh, I'm hoping Allen Robinson isn't available. I hope he stays with Chicago, but I highly doubt it. And really just make sure you just retool the defense a little bit. Uh you know, mess around with the line a little bit. You know, the the Ravens are going to be good. J.K. Dobbins is a fantastic young running back. Brown is a good number two receiver, but he needs that number one go-to receiver. And they got the defense. They got a Super Bowl roster. I'll tell you right now, if the Ravens sign, if they could sign Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin, they'd definitely be my Super Bowl favorites. But Either one of those two, and they'd be my favorites to come out of the AFC next year. Uh, I really love this Ravens team. I thought they were going to do it this year and win a Super Bowl. Uh, It didn't happen that way, but, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Hopefully, the Ravens can get Lamar some weapons, and we can see where we go from here. Also, the Rams, they lost in the divisional round. They were the other team to lose in that round. Losing to the Green Bay Packers. That game, Aaron Rodgers was phenomenal. Jared Goff was pedestrian. So the Rams went and traded for Matthew Stafford. Um, What do the Rams need to do for next year? Well, they did what they had to do. They had to get a better quarterback. I think it's a great upgrade to get Matthew Stafford. I think he's a very underrated quarterback. That being said, I think the Los Angeles Rams will get all the way to either the conference championship game or the divisional round again. I'm going to say conference championship game, to be honest. I don't think Green Bay is going to be back in that game next year. 
I think Green Bay will either have to play the Rams again, and this time Matthew Stafford will get some revenge over Aaron Rodgers, or they'll have to play Tampa again, and they will lose again to Tampa. And then it'll be Tampa and the Rams. That's what I'm thinking right now. I think the Rams are going to be the runner-up in the NFC this year. Uh, I do like the Buccaneers, but I really like the Rams. I like Matthew Stafford being added to that team. Robert Woods and all those boys. I, I, I really like this team. I really like this Rams team. The defense is really good. Jalen Ramsey, of course, Aaron Donald, and the crew. I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Matthew Stafford can do. I really hope he has a good year. I like Matthew Stafford. He's a good kid. He's He's overrated by some, but he's very underrated by some people. Very underrated. So the Rams made the big move that they had to make. They just need to get Matthew Stafford, secure some weapons, uh, to make sure it's a well-rounded roster, make sure the defense is good on terms of depth, and the line is still pretty good in L.A. Uh, you might have to make a couple adjustments on that, but the Rams got all the tools there uh, to win a Super Bowl. They really do. We'll see if Matthew Stafford can get it done. I don't think he he's going to win a Super Bowl, but it would be pretty awesome if he did for uh, for his career, that's for sure. It would make him a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Then the teams that lost in the wild card round, the Tennessee Titans. Listen, Ryan Tannehill didn't play very good against the Ravens in that playoff game. It was great seeing the Ravens beat the Titans, getting revenge for that playoff loss a year ago and then the loss in the regular season. Derrick Henry, 18 carries, 40 yards. That can't happen. That cannot happen. Lamar didn't play perfect. No, 17-24, 179, no touchdowns and a pick. But he also had 16 carries for 136 yards and a rushing touchdown. So he was explosive on the ground. He got the Ravens, his him and the Ravens, their first playoff win. The Ravens' first playoff win with Lamar as starting quarterback. And then, of course, Lamar's first playoff victory. Very happy for him to get that. But the Tennessee Titans, they're going to have to add a couple weapons because A.J. Brown had trouble staying healthy. You can't really trust Corey Davis, he'll have a big game out of nowhere, and then he'll do nothing. The defense is pretty good, but it could be upgraded. But Derrick Henry's got to play better than that in that playoff game. That's just it's just the bottom line. Derrick Henry can't go 18 carries for 40 yards. He's going to have to play better. But the Titans are going to be a threat next year. They're not going to the Super Bowl, but they're, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs, that's for sure. And they're going to be a playoff team once again next year, I believe. The Seahawks, man. The Seahawks. Russell Wilson, that guy is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the game, too, because people were calling him the best quarterback in the game. Now, he's still arguably top five, but he was pretty bad against the Rams. 11 of 27, 174 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And he also got sacked five times. He didn't have a lot of help in terms of the line. Seahawks are going to have to improve the line. DK Metcalf is a monster. He caught both of Russell Wilson's touchdowns, and he caught five. If we take DK Metcalf off, you know, he doesn't have him. Russell Wilson only completed six passes. It's not going to get it done, man. Less than 100 yards. 78 yards. That's not going to get it done. It's just not going to get it done. And against a team with the Rams with a great defense, even though Goff didn't play good, Goff beat Russell Wilson. 
The Rams have a better defense, sure, but Russell Wilson's supposed to be better, good enough to get that win. They were at home. Extremely disappointing end of the Seahawks season, and I knew they would lose in the playoffs, but I thought for sure they would beat the Rams. I was shocked by them losing to the Rams. I'm not even going to lie. I was really shocked by that one. It, it, it caught me out of nowhere. I really didn't expect that one. But, you know, as they say, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Russell Wilson, honestly... Seahawks have a lot to do on the line. They have to improve their defense. Jamal Adams being healthy for a year would definitely help with that. But Russell Wilson has to play better in the playoffs. That's just how, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that one. He's got to play way better. But, you know, it is what it is. How about those Steelers? Everybody's favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, they were undefeated. Remember that? Well, they had 10 and 0, 11 and 0, and they finished 12 and 4. Yeah, won the division, got smoked by the Browns. The final score might have been 48-37, but they were getting clobbered. It was 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Just an absolutely embarrassing blowout. You know, the Steelers might have made it close, but it didn't matter. The Cleveland Browns had their way with them. What do the Steelers need to do? Well, first of all, they need to. This is this is the one move they need to make. And it's a very common thread. I've said it a few times with a few other teams, and I'm about to say it about a million times with another team, but this team is another one that needs to do it. They need to get to Sean Watson. They need to try whatever they can to get him. Whatever it takes. Like my man Captain America said, whatever it takes, you, you got to try to get to Sean Watson. That's it's simple as that. Time for Ben to go out the door. Uh, good riddance. You know? 501 passing yards in his last game of his career, maybe last game of his career, but he also he threw four touchdowns, also threw four picks. Um, am I sad to see Ben walk away? No, absolutely not. Because while the world may have forgot what he did in that bar bathroom in like 2008, 2009, I, I certainly didn't. I certainly didn't forget what he did. So, no, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. I, I'm not going to support... Uh, any man or any person who does that sorry just can't can't do it whether you got away with it or not i can't support that it's just one of the worst things you can do so i'm gonna leave it at that i don't even have to say it you all know what i'm talking about glad to see ben throw four picks on his way out good riddance <laughs> but he might come back i wouldn't be surprised honestly if if he came back one thing about the steelers that they got going for him is they got my man chase claypool juju smith schuster with all his TikTok dancing maybe he won't do that as much next year they've got a loaded offense if, if deshaun gets his hands on this offense well they're gonna be tough my man stefan to from notre dame on that defense casey hayward and those boys man they, they got a little defense there too they got a little pop out there tj watt is a monster of course minka fitzpatrick just he changed life for that defense he made that defense elite yeah, so i mean Really, we'll, we'll see what happens with them, but they have a great future. It depends what they do at quarterback. Like, if they get Derek Carr, that would be a good move for them too. But, yeah, I mean, the move has got to be go to for Deshaun Watson, regardless of what Houston says. The Colts. Phillip Rivers retired. Uh, good season for him with the Colts. you got to get up to Phillip Rivers. Good man. Uh, not somebody I root against. Uh, it's not that I technically root for him. I don't root against Philip Rivers, though. I love how he talks smack to players. I think it's hilarious. I think it's also very dumb. 
because I would never talk smack to these NFL players like that if I knew they could just beat the crap out of me if they wanted to, if they just didn't care. Like Tom Brady talking to Tyron Matthew in the Super Bowl, yelling at him, man, Tom Brady really is psycho T. And then Tyron going to tweet, uh, oh, he said something that I don't want to repeat. I'm going to let that so uh, under the media or whatever. And then he deleted the tweet because he found out Brady was mic'd up. I'm so dead. I can't wait to see what Brady said to him. He probably called him B-word or something. He probably called him swore at him or something. I don't know. But that Brady is crazy, man. Yelling at someone like Tyron Matthew, bro. If Tyron Matthew wanted, he could have he could have hit him with the quick. Uh, the 1-2 Mayweather, 3-4 McGregor, and just knocked him clean out. But, you know. Tyron Matthew isn't dumb or he's you know he actually cares about his reputation and staying in the game so he didn't do that but imagine if he didn't care and he just swung on him it'd be crazy but yeah no Philip Rivers I don't root against him he's a good guy a lot of kids <laughs> um happy for him that he gets to retire and enjoy life he had a great year with the Colts man they went 11 and 5 they almost came back on the Bills 27 24 it was a great game I thought the Colts were going to win this game, actually. I thought they were going to upset the Bills. Uh, the Bills showed me that they could win a playoff game. They showed me that they could win two playoff games. Stephon Diggs is the man. Uh, the Colts need to find a quarterback, obviously. Uh, I heard Carson Wentz is a name. That's a good fit for them. Derek Carr would be a great fit for him. Honestly, though, uh, same thing. I'd be trying to get Deshaun Watson, although for the Colts, it's kind of laughable because... But then again, I wouldn't put it past the Texans. That would be the all-time dumbest move the Texans could make is if they trade him in the division. Even if you're trading him for the number one pick to Jacksonville so you get Trevor Lawrence, it's still stupid. I would not trade Watson in division. I wouldn't even trade him to an AFC team. I'd only be accepting an NFC team, to be honest with you. But the Colts are another team that should try to get Deshaun. Uh, if not, I would really pursue Derek Carr. That's the one I would I would go after. I think he's the best available quarterback not named Deshaun Watson. Uh, and then there's Cam Newton as well, who I don't know how good of a fit with the Colts he'd be, but he's a good fit, and he is a fit for the next team, and I'm going to talk about the Washington football team. You know, they, they played the Buccaneers hard in that playoff game. They played them really, really hard. Taylor Heineke... What can you say, man? He tried his best. <laughs> they say he outplayed Tom Brady. He really did not when you look at the numbers, but Tom Brady got the win in Washington. Washington has a great defense, one of the best defenses in the league, highlighted by number two overall pick Chase Young. But they need a quarterback, man. Again, you know, Alex Smith obviously is probably retiring. Heineke, that's not your that's not your answer. Who's the answer for Washington? I say that they should definitely go after Cam Newton. Uh, the rumor is he's going to sign about two years, 50 mil with Washington. I personally hope that if the Patriots aren't getting Deshaun Watson, I hope the Patriots re-sign Cam. Uh, I don't think Cam should be blamed for anything that happened with the New England Patriots. Uh, Washington was a 7-19 too, but Cam could really change life for uh, the fake Redskins. <laughs> Uh, the Washington football team. Are they really are they gonna change their name? Like they better not keep that. I heard they're thinking about keeping it. That would be so stupid. <laughs> great defense though. And a solid running game. You know, not great, but they have a couple good running backs, Gibson and McKissick. You know, they have Sims out at receiver, McLaurin, Thomas. Not a terrible receiving core, but it, it could it could use some improvement. 
But with Cam and that defense, that's a playoff team. That's winning the division next year. That's winning about, I'd say with Cam in there, they win 10 games next year. I think they win 10 games with Cam Newton in there. So, yeah, if I was watching it, I would definitely try to get Cam Newton. And the final playoff team that we have to talk about is a team that should not have made the playoffs. They they had no business making the playoffs. But they backdoored in because the Cardinals lost on the last two games of the season. Shout out to George Kittle. Said he loved the Bears. Duh, Bears. Oh, boy. Where to start with the Bears? Well, what do the Bears need to do? Well, first of all, that playoff game with the Saints, man, you look at the way that that Saints game ended against Tampa Bay, and the more and more I th- thought about it, the Bears could have beat the Saints. They really could have. If, Jav- if Javon Wims caught that touchdown, they could have won that game. That's unfortunate because I love Javon Wims. I love that he stuck up for his teammate. What all these announcers kept calling a sucker punch on the cornerback for the Saints. It was not a sucker punch. He poked Anthony Miller in the eye. That's called eye for an eye right there. That's why he did that. He got kicked out of the game. And then there was a bunch of jawing going on in that game. The refs were all over the place. It was just a weird game. But the Bears shouldn't have made the playoffs because it probably saved Matt Nagy's job and Ryan Pace. But whatever. Who cares, right? I'm not even going to get into that. I don't even care. What do the Bears need to do? There's a lot of things the Bears need to do. They need to improve the offensive line. Uh, The defense is great. It's one of the best in the game. Uh, you can make minor adjustments here and there as long as you keep the core. Uh, maybe if you had to break off a piece of the core to acquire uh, one person, that, that would doesn't matter who. In that case, Montgomery needs to get the ball more. You saw when they fed him, he was eating, and the Bears were playing much better with Montgomery running the football. Need to get some more receivers other than Allen Robinson, but you know Riley Ridley some more development throw it to Cole Komet more but all this is honestly doesn't matter what do the Bears need to do they need to do one thing and then then you can figure out the rest after this they need to trade for Deshaun Watson I've been saying it forever listen but this team more than any team you know the other teams that I feel like should trade for Deshaun Watson. I mentioned it before. The New England Patriots, the other team that I like, the New England Patriots. Of course, they should trade for Deshaun Watson. Really, any team, like I said, that's not Kansas City or Los Angeles Chargers or, you know, I guess Seattle Seahawks. I would trade Russell Wilson for Deshaun Watson, though, to be honest. The only teams, if I was the GM and they offered me Deshaun Watson for my quarterback, the only places I would shut that trade down would be if I was the GM of Kansas City. Or if I was the GM of the Los Angeles Chargers. And the only reason I say that as Kansas City, even though I think Watson's better than Mahomes, Mahomes already has connection with the team. It just, you know, it wouldn't make sense. Mahomes is great. Team is phenomenal. Just rebuild around him. No problem there. And the Chargers, I knew this kid, Justin Herbert, was going to be good. But he's even better than I thought. The offensive rookie of the year and well-deserving. Taken up. Looking like a young Aaron Rodgers out there who won his third MVP. Yeah, those two would be the only ones I don't want. But <sighs> the Bears, just whatever you guys have to do, man. Like, this is it. This is it. Ryan Pace, you have a chance to undo the greatest mistake possibly in the history of Chicago team sports. Chicago sports in general. 
The greatest mistake is taking Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. But really Deshaun Watson. Because I did think Patrick Mahomes was going to be really good. I thought he was going to be Brett Favre 2.0. If we took Mahomes at that moment, I would have been happy. I would have been a little ticked off that it wasn't Watson. But I would have been happy. I would have been like, all right, we got Brett Favre 2.0 in Chicago. This is awesome. But no, you took a guy in North Carolina who didn't even play until his, his last year there. Full-time starter. Couldn't even win the job until his junior year. Who also played in the same conference as Deshaun Watson. And who, oh, I don't know, only went to two straight national championship games taking Alabama right down to the wire. Only lost because of an onside kick and a kickoff returned for a touchdown. And then in the rematch, coming down 14 to nothing. And then another 14-point deficit in that same game to win at the buzzer with a walk-off pass. But you took Mitch Trubisky over him. Yeah. Okay. Either way, you have a chance to right that wrong and trade for Deshaun Watson. I know. I know Houston is not fielding offers. That's what they're saying. But you need to be persistent. Khalil Mack, that's what they want. Done. Bye. See ya. Love you, Mack. But bye. People, Bears fans try to, oh, Khalil Mack, he, he forms the whole defense without him. Without Deshaun Watson, without a quarterback, you're not doing anything in the NFL. Bears have had defenses for years. No championships because didn't have a quarterback. If Deshaun was the quarterback in 2018, the Bears have a ring already. And there's a statue being erected of Watson as we speak. Listen, man, Deshaun Watson to the Bears is a home run. It's the best move for his career in terms of legacy because... All he has to do with the Bears is win one. Now, my prediction is for Deshaun Watson. This is my prediction. This is how I see it. I see it going down with Deshaun Watson. I see Deshaun Watson heading to the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to be the team to pull off the trade. And Watson's going to win a bunch of Super Bowls with them. That's what I think. He's going to build a dynasty there. The problem is he can win five Super Bowls. It's not going to be the same. He can just win one in Chicago, and it's 5,000 times what those five are combined in San Francisco. No, he's – oh, the Bears. You guys need to trade Deshaun Watson, trade for Deshaun Watson, do whatever you can to make Houston trade him to you. Um, If you're not going to get Watson – if they really trade a first-round pick for Carson Wentz, I'm going to lose my mind. Apparently, there was a rumor that it was Tariq Cohen, Nick Foles, and a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. I-, I may divorce the Bears. I may no longer be a Bears fan if they make that trade. Apparently, the Eagles, for some stupid reason, are asking for two first-round picks now, though. And they said one team that was interested hung up the phone on them. Hopefully, it was the Bears, and hopefully they said, all right, we're out of that one. If they're going to trade a first-round pick and it's not for Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr. Derek Carr would be a really good fit for the Bears, too. I would not be mad about Derek Carr, but that's not the move the Bears need to make. The Bears need to go after Deshaun Watson. They need to They need to go for the home run. This would be not just a home run, a grand slam. Because Derek Carr is like a double or triple, honestly. Maybe even a solo home run. But Deshaun Watson's a walk-off grand slam down three in the bottom of the ninth that's what that is oh man that's just they got to do it man they have to try they have to do it and even though i'm trying to speak it into existence with the bears i don't think it's going to happen i think when houston ends up trading him it'll be to san francisco that's just how i see it going down or maybe miami that would be a great fit for him too 
he goes to Miami, he's going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be Miami against Tampa out in L.A. That's going to be the Super Bowl. If he goes to San Francisco, yeah, Tampa's not going to the Super Bowl if, if Watson goes to San Francisco. And that's the whole thing about these predictions for next year. It's like I really think right now as it stands, as the teams are presently constructed, I say Tampa gets back to the Super Bowl. And then if it's basically all the same, yeah, Kansas City will probably win the AFC again. We'll get a rematch, but I don't expect it to be exactly the same. It, somebody's going to get Sean Watson, man. It's going to be one of those good teams, too. It's going to be like um because he's got a no-trade clause, so he has to approve where he gets traded to. And Mike Vick is trying to convince Watson to get to Chicago. I love it, man. I love it. And Chicago's an NFC team. Like, they should be able to get him. But... I just feel like the 49ers are going to be the team to grab him, especially they're an NFC team as well. They're a much more well-run organization. I see that happening. It's Unfortunately, that's how it is. I just can't see it really going down any other way. But a lot of people say Miami, which is very interesting. But, man, Houston is just – they're the dumbest organization in sports. You know, you pay Deshaun Watson all this money – and then you're looking for a new coach and GM, and Watson gives you a list of his preferred you know, candidates to just say, hey, he didn't tell you to hire him, he just said try him out. And they said, no, shut up and dribble, shut up and play football. Just ridiculous, ridiculously stupid. Almost as stupid, or just as stupid as that reporter who was talking to Byron Leftwich in the post-game conference and mistook him for Todd Bowles, asked him what the defensive strategy was to contain Patrick Mahomes. Like, come on, man. Come on, do Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles look nothing alike? Yeah, they're both black, and they look nothing alike. Come on, man. That's, that's ridiculous. And you're a reporter at the Super Bowl? That's embarrassing. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, that's something that should cost you a job or, like, at least have serious discipline. Like you need to be disciplined for that because that's just dumb. That is ridiculously ignorant that you would not know who you're interviewing. Just ridiculous. I, I, I can't get over how dumb that is. And I can't get over how dumb Houston is. Oh, shut up and dribble. You know, you're just a player. Yeah. We only pay you almost $400 million, but you're just a player. You don't, you're not going to decide anything. Like what sense does that make dude? Houston was blessed to get to Sean Watson because the Bears were dumb enough to pass up on him, and now they don't even take advantage of that. Goes from that game against Kansas City in the playoffs last year where Houston could have beat them. But no, Bill O'Brien had to be an idiot just like that organization, so please get him out of there. You know, I really want him to go to the Bears, but if he's not going to go there and he's not going to go to the Patriots, the team I'd love to see him go to, my preferred destination other than those two would be the Las Vegas Raiders. That would be awesome. And they're trying to get him, too. They're going to try to trade Derek Carr, which could be where the Bears come in. Hey, I would love Deshaun in Vegas. That would be unbelievable. He's going to be in the same division as Mahomes. Maybe he can build a squad and take him out. That would be great. And Raiders-Chiefs, that's the biggest rivalry uh, for those two teams. That's their biggest rival. The Raiders' biggest rival is the Chiefs, and vice versa. The Chiefs' biggest rival is the Raiders. As big a rivalry as the Chiefs have with the Broncos, Chiefs-Raiders, that's the classic showdown. Watson-Mahomes for the AFC title to play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Like, you can't write this stuff, man. This is the type of stuff you want to see. Uh, the 49ers would be crazy as well. Hopefully, 
we see something magical. Hopefully we see Watson get to a great destination. I'm really hoping for the Bears, of course. But yeah, I mean, we're going to have more NFL. We'll have another NFL episode, of course, where we're going to go over a bunch of free agency decisions when all that goes down and then the draft, of course. So this is not the end of NFL But this is still a Super Bowl episode, so I'm going to finish this off. And there's still technically a long way to go because now I'm going to rank every single Super Bowl that's ever happened, including the one that we just watched today. And kicking off the list at number 55 is Super Bowl 29, 49ers Chargers. This is the one that's remembered as the one where Steve Young got the gorilla off his back throwing six touchdowns, breaking the Super Bowl record, almost threw a 50-burger up there, 49-26. The 49ers destroy the Chargers. Chargers had no chance. That's why it's it's really the worst one ever. Uh, number 54, I got to go with Super Bowl 24. Um, San Francisco 49ers, Denver Broncos, 55-10. to uh, Matchup of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Joe Montana and John Elway. One man had arguably the greatest team of all time, the other quarterback dragged the team that shouldn't have been there. And, you know, the Broncos were just overmatched. You can't blame John Elway for that. It was just an obliteration. And then next up, coming in at number 53, would be Super Bowl 27, which would be the first matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl over at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, the granddaddy of them all. 52 to 17 the Cowboys mollywhopped the Buffalo Bills. This game honestly is not last place because of the halftime show. This is the famous Michael Jackson halftime show where he just stood on the stage for 5 minutes and had people fainting. This man literally had people fainting at the mere sight of him just standing there doing nothing, just standing there and being a god. That's what he basically was at the time. And his performance was off the charts, a Houdini-esque performance, and that's for sure one of the greatest halftime shows of all time, and everybody remembers that much more than the actual game, of course. It was the Cowboys' first Super Bowl of the 1990s, the first of three that they would win. And then coming in at number 52, the original Super Bowl, Super Bowl One, Green Bay Packers 35, Kansas City Chiefs 10. Listen, Kansas City. American Football League was young. They were not up to par with the NFL. The World Championship was the NFL Championship game that year between the Packers and the Cowboys, and it showed because that game was close and this one wasn't. It was a blowout. And then coming in at number 51 would be the Super Bowl the following year, Super Bowl II, the Packers and the Raiders. Once again, the real championship game was the NFL championship game. This time it was called the Ice Bowl, the same two teams, the Packers and the Cowboys, Right down to the wire, Green Bay wins in the final seconds. And then the Packers blow out the Raiders this time in the Super Bowl, 33-14. to Not really a whole lot to talk about. It's historical, you know. The Raiders put up a better fight because they were actually up in this game than the Chiefs did, but it was a blowout again. The AFL was not ready for the NFL yet. One year later, however, they would definitely be ready for that NFL and coming in at number 50 would be Super Bowl 20. Everyone in Chicago loves Super Bowl 20. The Chicago Bears dominating the New England Patriots. It was pro football's greatest defense against a wild card Cinderella story team. And it turned into a legendary beatdown. And 
The one thing that I'll take away from this game, to be honest, that I'll never forget, even though I wasn't alive yet, wasn't even a thought yet, still, the fact that Mike Ditka and his infinite dumb ideas decided, instead of giving Walter Payton the ball on the one-yard line to give him a touchdown in the Super Bowl, now I'm going to give it to William the Refrigerator Perry. And then he went on to say, like later on in his life, Mike Dick, oh, well, if I knew how much it meant to Walter, I would have definitely given him the ball. Like, how are you not going to know that, man? What kind of football coach doesn't understand how big of a deal that would have been to Walter Payton? A man who carried trash Bears teams to the playoffs where they had quarterbacks who were just garbage. No pro bowlers on the entire team ever at one point, except for a defensive player. In their whole career, Walter played on a team where literally – one other player on the team made a Pro Bowl in their career. And he still got into the playoffs. His MVP season. Man, a travesty what they did to Walter Payton. But a legendary beatdown and something that, you know, as a Super Bowl, not very entertaining, that's for sure. And then coming in at number 49 would be Super Bowl 35, Baltimore Ravens 34, New York Giants 7. Uh, the Ravens, you want to talk about greatest defense of all time? The Ravens defense is right there next to it. This was another blowout. Uh, this one got out of hand early. It was 10-0. And then in the third quarter, the two teams scored three touchdowns in 36 seconds. And, you know, Baltimore was up 24-7, and that was ball game. Giants were done. Tiki Barber and those boys, Michael Strahan, no ring for you unfortunately and then coming in at number 48 is going to be super bowl 48 seahawks 43 denver broncos 8 uh the first snap goes over peyton manning's head and the favored broncos the offense that peyton manning threw 55 touchdowns for broke the yard record in a season the record-setting offense the number one offense lost to the number one defense in an all-time great defense in the legion of boom uh Peyton Manning, though, shout out to Peyton Manning, just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's the only man who I really debate with Tom Brady as who's the GOAT. I think it's between Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I think Tom is 1A, Peyton's 1B. If you say Peyton's better, though, I totally understand why you would say that. Uh, I feel like Tom Brady fans don't give Peyton Manning enough love, and they should because that rivalry, you saw the two best quarterbacks in the history of football going at each other as arch rivals. It was a pretty fun time to be a football fan, I would say. And honestly, I just feel like those two over everybody for the GOAT conversation because I feel like those two over everybody put the work in to be the GOATs. They put way more film study. You can just tell those two are psychotic in how much they prepare. So detail-oriented, and that's those are why if I'm picking a football team, I'm picking one of those two as my quarterback, and I'm set. Either one, I'm set. I say Brady's 1A because he's got the seven chips. Manning is 1B because what if he had a different story? What if he went to a different team? You know, what if things worked out differently? What if Brady got picked by a different team? You know, so it's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. If Peyton Manning is with Belichick instead of Brady, does Peyton Manning ever get those neck injuries? You know, Peyton Manning came off neck injuries and was able to throw 55 touchdowns and win an MVP and honestly probably should have won two MVPs. As great as Adrian Peterson was that year and is a great story, Peyton Manning was the MVP. He took that Broncos into a Super Bowl threat the first year he was there. They went from Tebow mania to, oh, this team can win it all. So, you know, and that's all I got to say about Peyton Manning. Shout out to the legend Peyton Manning. Congratulations on making the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved, well-earned. 
And then coming in at number 47 would be Super Bowl 28. Los Angeles Raiders beating the Washington Redskins 38 to 9. This one is remembered for Marcus Allen setting the single game rushing record with 191 yards on 20 carries. And then, of course, his unbelievable reverse run uh, that broke the record for the longest run in the history of the Super Bowl. Everybody knows that iconic run. I'll always remember watching the NFL Films DVD that I had of like the history of the Super Bowl and listening to the Raiders announcer calling that touchdown. Holy Toledo! He's gonna go all the way. It's just that was great. L.A. Raiders win thirty-eight to nine. Terrible Super Bowl, but cool moment on the video. That's for sure. And then we go to number forty-six, which would be Super Bowl twenty-two. Washington Redskins 42, Denver Broncos 10. Listen, this was a blowout, but this was as significant of a game as I can ever think of. The first black quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, Doug Williams, trailing Denver 10 to nothing, proceeds to throw four touchdown passes in the second quarter, wins game MVP, Redskins 42, Broncos 10 out in San Diego, and Doug Williams changes history forever after that one. And then number 45, you got Super Bowl Eight, Dolphins-Vikings 24-7. The Dolphins beat the Vikings, one of the Vikings' four Super Bowl losses. Uh, that Dolphins defense was just unreal, and they dominated the Vikings. 44, another Bills Super Bowl loss, this time number 26, Super Bowl 26, that is. Washington Redskins 37, Buffalo Bills 24. Uh, a lot of people consider... That 91 Redskins team to be the best team that the Buffalo uh, had to play. And, you know, the Buffalo had a little second-half rally where they tried to come back, but it, it was a dominant performance by the Redskins. That 91 Redskins team is an all-time great team. 43, Super Bowl six, Dallas Cowboys 24, Miami Dolphins 3. A year after a turnover fest of a game where the Cowboys lost the Super Bowl, Roger Staubach gets his first ring and delivers a ship to Dallas, uh, dominating the Dolphins. And that was going to be when the Dolphins scored three points. It was the Super Bowl record for fewest ever scored by a team. Number 42, Super Bowl 33, Broncos 34, Falcons 19. It wasn't a good game. Uh, honestly, this one could have been a lot lower on the list because it wasn't a good game. It was 31-6 in the fourth quarter. Like This game was over. Everybody got robbed of Vikings-Broncos. That's what it was supposed to be. That was supposed to be the Super Bowl. But it's a little higher because it was John Elway's last game. You know, and The Broncos team was just so great. Uh, and honestly, I would rather watch that game than all these other games I, I really mentioned, to be honest with you. Number 41, Super Bowl 12, Cowboys beating the Broncos. This was a it was a wacky game. A lot of turnovers, but Dallas ends up dominating Denver and brings a Lombardi trophy uh, for the second time in the franchise's history, 27-10. Number 40 out in San Diego, California, Super Bowl 37 the Buccaneers 48 the Raiders 21 this was the game where John Gruden faced his former team and destroyed them because for some reason the Raiders didn't change any of their audibles Rich Gannon was the MVP that year Jerry Rice Jerry Porter it was a stacked team uh Tim Brown but no 
no cigar, no world championship for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, the tuck rule, they always talk about that. But you got to the Super Bowl the next year, and you got mollywhopped by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it tends to happen a lot. 39, Super Bowl 15, Raiders beat the Eagles. Pretty dominant win. Jim Plunkett got the Super Bowl win, the first Super Bowl win for a wild card team. Uh, so that's a fun fact right there. But yeah, nothing really to talk about in that one, just that the Raiders beat the Eagles. Uh, Super Bowl 19, 49ers and the Dolphins, 38-16. Dan Marino with one of the best seasons in the history of the NFL. He ran into a juggernaut. 49ers just way better. Joe Montana versus Dan Marino, but the 49ers team was just so much better. You could argue Marino might be better than Montana, but Montana's team is much better. And so that Super Bowl was number 38. And then coming in at number 37 would be Super Bowl 28. Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills for the second time, this time at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. And Cowboys win 30 to 13. Buffalo actually led 30 to 6. I'm sorry, 13 to 6 at the half. And then just a second half implosion. Um that you really have never seen before. Uh, it's one of the worst ones ever in Super Bowl history. Cowboys dominate the Bills in that second half, and the Bills go 0-4 in the Super Bowl. Too bad for them. Number 36, Super Bowl four. Kansas City Chiefs 23, Minnesota Vikings 7. Uh, Kansas City even the AFL-NFL series to 2-2, and then that was that. Uh in the game, of course, the, the head coach, Hank Stram, he was mic'd for sound. And they got some legendary uh, sound bites of him, of course, if you ever watched the NFL films of that. So that's really the only memorable thing from this game is the sound bites and the fact that AFL-NFL was even a 2-2. Two to two. Uh, Super Bowl 35, which would be Super Bowl nine, the Raiders and the Vikings. Uh, out in the Rose Bowl, love me the Rose Bowl, of course, and... Three straight AFC Championship game losses, and then the Raiders got over the hump, got to the big game, and then they smacked the Vikings, and Willie Wood got a pick-six touchdown in the Super Bowl. Oh, man, Willie, he's going to go all the way. See, I remember all these little NFL films highlights. The Raiders announcer was always so cool. He always had he always had me going back in the day. Then coming in at number 34 would be Super Bowl twenty one, the Giants and the Broncos. John Elway getting smoked by a team that's much better. Uh, Phil Simms was a good quarterback, but he wasn't close to Elway. His team was much better. Lawrence Taylor, the greatest defensive player history of football, the greatest force ever. Giants were a great team, no doubt about it. Coming in at number 33, I'm going with last night's game, Super Bowl 55. Buccaneers 31, Chiefs 9. Not really much else I can say about this game except that Tom Brady's got seven rings, and, you know, if you weren't a Buccaneers or a Tom Brady fan, it really wasn't a fun game to watch because it wasn't a good game. It was a blowout. They got stomped, as a lot of these Super Bowls used to be. So, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm going to set I'm gonna set it at 33. It was not one of the better Super Bowls. Number 32, another recent Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, Broncos 24, Panthers 10. Uh, this was a good game in the fourth quarter. Uh, this game is honestly just the ultimate proof that defense wins championships the broncos only had 194 total yards of offense which is the lowest of any super bowl champion 
But that's all they needed to send Peyton Manning off into the sunset as a champion, and we love that for Peyton Manning. Honestly, do wish that he got other Super Bowls in other years because, like, maybe instead of Ben Roethlisberger's two Super Bowls, give those to Peyton Manning, and then Cam could have won this one to retire Peyton Manning. Like how uh, in wrestling, the young star will beat the old guy and send him off into retirement, and that's like a respect for the older wrestler he sends he retires on a loss uh to elevate the young guy uh the new guy so yeah that would have been nice for cam newton i wish cam had a ring but yeah that comes in at number 32 number 31 super bowl 31 packers 35 patriots 21 it was a 27 21 game packers were winning and then desmond hard returned to kick off 99 yards for a touchdown it sealed the win and gave him the mvp uh, Brett Favre probably deserved the MVP, to be honest, but I get why they gave it to Desmond Howard. It makes sense. If that game was played in like 10 years later, Brett Favre would have won the MVP regardless of that kick return. Number 30, Super Bowl 41. Speaking of kick returns, Devin Hester took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, and the Bears still lost 29-17 to the Colts. Peyton Manning's first ring. Uh, that's the only bright spot I can think of from this game is the fact that Peyton Manning won. I remember being happy for him at the time, but yeah, that one just that one just stings still to this day, man. That one, that one stings. The Bears lost that game. And then coming in at number 29, Super Bowl nine, Pittsburgh Steelers 16, Vikings 16, uh, six, excuse me. Minnesota at the time was a more storied franchise than Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh hadn't won a Super Bowl yet, but after that, it wasn't even it wasn't even a debate after that. And then five years later it was laughable because five years later Pittsburgh had four rings. And this was the first of those four. Uh in the Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris, Mean Joe Green era, uh the Steel Curtain era for the Steelers. Then 28, Super Bowl 7, Dolphins 14, Redskins 7. Um, this game is remembered for the the blocked field goal where Garo Yeperiman, uh tried to pass the ball only to have it picked off for a touchdown, and it could have ruined the perfect season for the Dolphins, but the Dolphins secured the win and the perfect season, so lucky for them. Number 27, Super Bowl 40, Pittsburgh Steelers 21, Seattle Seahawks 10. Um Listen, the referees were going hard for Pittsburgh on this one. They wanted Jerome Bettis to ride off in the sunset in his hometown. Yeah, and they really kind of cheated the Seahawks. They had MVP Sean Alexander on their team. And, yeah, that game is really remembered for officiating controversy. But, you know, that's how it goes sometimes in sports. It's just how it goes. But coming in at number 26 would be Super Bowl Forty Four. Saints and the Colts. The Saints get the trophy for New Orleans. 31-17, they beat the Colts. Um, It was the first time in 16 years that two number one seeds had met in the Super Bowl. And it really all came down to an onside kick to start the second half by Sean Payton. Brilliant move. Honestly, Payton Manning had a much worse team than Drew Brees. It didn't show anything about Drew Brees deserving the MVP, as people want to say. Payton Manning was the MVP. He dragged that sorry Colts team to the Super Bowl and almost got him a ring. So... Yeah, he tried as hard as he could. Uh, number 25 is going to be Super Bowl three, the Jets and the Baltimore Colts. Uh, you know, in terms of historical significance, it, it'd be higher on the list. 
Uh, but it's not a game that you want to go back and watch. But it deserves to hit the top 25 for how important it is. Joe Namath guaranteeing victory and the AFL finally beating the NFL. Uh, a lot of people think that it was rigged so they could merge the two leagues, but that's neither here nor there. The Jets beat the vaunted Baltimore Colts 16-7. to Coming in at number 24, I'm going with Super Bowl 17, Redskins-Dolphins. The Skins uh, trailed the Dolphins 17-13. to They had fourth down and one to go with 10-10 left in the game. Joe Theismann hands it to John Riggins, and the rest is history. Riggins is gone. Game over, basically. Redskins win the Super Bowl. Coming in at number 23, I'm going with Super Bowl 53. Everybody hates this game. New England Patriots 13, Los Angeles Rams 3. I love this game. Everybody's thought it was going to be a shootout. It was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever, and I loved it. I'm a defensive guy. Bill Belichick should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Tom Brady wins his sixth ring. I love this Super Bowl because I love defense. That's my type of game. I'm, I'm always going to take that. That's why I have that higher on the list than a lot of people because a lot of people really hate that game. They thought it was boring. I never thought it was boring. I'll never say games like that are boring. That that game had me going the entire way, and I'm a Patriots fan too, but like I just like defense anyway. Defensive battles, a 6-3 to three ball game, I'll take that any day over 55-56. to 56. I hate those high-scoring games. Like that Rams-Chiefs game on Monday Night Football a few years ago. I hated that game. Everybody says it was the game of the year. No way. No defense played in that game. That game was horrible. Number 22, I'm going Super Bowl 30. Dallas Cowboys 27, Pittsburgh Steelers 17. Um, Honestly, I probably shouldn't have even ranked this game over the last Super Bowl, but I think it was, you know, this game was actually a really close game. For most of it. And this was a Cowboys team that did not have Jimmy Johnson as coach anymore. It was not for certain that they were going to win this game. Uh, They really like they had to pull it out at the end. But they did pull it out at the end. And Deion Sanders got him a Super Bowl ring with the Cowboys. As he already did with the 49ers the previous year. Super Bowl 16. 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. This was the first meeting between 49ers and Bengals and it came down to the end with San Francisco having a goal line stand for the ages 26-21 it was a 20-0 halftime lead but this was the first Super Bowl for Joe Montana and the San Francisco 49ers then number 20 Steelers 31 Los Angeles Rams 19 uh this is I'm ranking this number 20 this would be Super Bowl 14 in the Rose Bowl love the Rose Bowl The Rams were up 19-17 on the Steelers going into the fourth quarter, but Pittsburgh put up two touchdowns, and it capped uh, the dynasty of the 70s, four Super Bowls, even though the game was played in 1980. Number 19, Super Bowl 45, Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Green Bay led the whole game, but it was a great game. It went till the very end, but the Packers were able to pull it out Despite James Jones and Jordy Nelson dropping a bunch of Aaron Rodgers passes, Aaron Rodgers and his one and only Super Bowl over at Jerry World in Dallas or Arlington, Texas, I guess, played perfect. Got the belt at the end. Aaron's one and only Super Bowl so far. Number 18, Super Bowl 54, Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, The 49ers should have won this game. It was a thrilling game towards the end. Chiefs end up winning it 31-20. Uh, the 49ers are up 21 or sorry 20 to 10 with six minutes to go. 
The Chiefs scored 21 points in five minutes and one second to bring that Lombardi trophy to the city for the first time in 50 years. Happy for KC, but the Mahomes goat trails kind of almost went off the rails there. So glad that's kind of put on the back burner for now. But yeah, no, that was a great Super Bowl. And like these, all these Super Bowls right here were actually like really fun, entertaining Super Bowls. And uh, you can argue that this one wasn't even better than the Super Bowl I said before. it. I just, you know, it's, it's hard to rank these, but that Super Bowl came down to the end. I thought San Francisco was going to win that game, and they still should have, in my opinion, but it is what it is. Number 17, I'm going Super Bowl 10. Uh, this is by far considered to be the best of the first 10 Super Bowls. Um, interception in the end zone prevents a Dallas comeback towards the end, but this game is going to always be remembered for those ridiculous Lynn Swan catches. He was MVP. Steelers win 21-17 in the first of their two meetings in the 70s uh the the second one was even better and we'll get into that one in a second uh number 16 i'm going with super bowl 39 that would be the patriots and the eagles uh this was terrell owens this was one of a masterpiece of a game if terrell owens is fully healthy the philadelphia eagles would have won their first super bowl that man was playing with screws holding together his ankles and he was not only was he a problem, he wasn't a decoy. He was the best player on the field. He should have won the MVP. That's how amazing he was for that team. But the Patriots win back-to-back. They're the only team to win back-to-back since. No team has went back-to-back since this happened. They're the last team to do it over in Jacksonville, Florida. The Patriots beat the Eagles 24-21 to in what was a really, really, really great Super Bowl and Terrell Owens doesn't get the credit he deserves for that. That's his that's his goat case right right there is Super Bowl 39. What he did on that field, that's his goat case right there and he has an incredible goat case. I say Moss is the goat, but you can argue TO as well. Honestly, a lot of people have argued it and I really think in my heart of hearts I'd pro- I'd take TO over Jerry Rice too to be honest, just on pure talent especially. Yeah. Uh, obviously it's more than talent of course, but you know. Anyway, Number 15, Super Bowl 13. We're getting into the nitty-gritty, the last 15. Pittsburgh Steelers and Dallas Cowboys. This was the second matchup in the 70s between these two teams. It was 35-17 with seven minutes to go, but Dallas was the defending champions, and they did not quit. And they almost came. It came down to a drop pass in the end zone by Dwight Clark. And as the uh, Cowboys announcer said in the in the game, bless his heart, he's got to be the sickest man in America. Another great NFL Films soundbite. Steelers win. That was their third one at the time, and then they would go back-to-back the following year beating the Rams in that Super Bowl at the Rose Bowl. Uh, Steelers winning that one, and that would be number 15. So number 14, I'm going with Super Bowl five. And I know I said earlier that most people – consider super bowl 10 to be the best of the first 10 but i actually consider super bowl 5 it was called the blunder bowl there was 11 turnovers a missed pat but it was a heck of a finish it ended with the colts hitting a field goal right at the end of the game johnny unitas got his one and only super bowl ring i put it at 15 for historical perspectives and you know it was a great finish at the end in miami too you can't really ask for much more of a super bowl and I know that you know there's definitely arguments to be made that as like what would I watch that game over the Patriots Eagles? No, 
but I'm going to go ahead and rank it ahead of it anyway. Number 14. And so number 13 is going to be Super Bowl 46, New York Giants, New England Patriots, round two. Eli Manning does it again by the skin of his teeth, beats Tom Brady. The Giants become the first 9-17 and to win a Super Bowl. And, of course, Wes Welker dropped a pass that was a little high on a throw from Tom Brady, but it was a ball that he should have caught. The next day in Boston, they dumped hundreds of thousands of butterfingers with the Wes Welker picture of him dropping that ball on there. Sad moment for Tom Brady losing again to Eli Manning. Should have been his fourth Super Bowl if Wes Welker just catches a pass to get a first down. That's literally what the difference was between Tom Brady's fourth ring and his second Super Bowl loss to Eli Manning. And then coming in at number 12, I am going with Super Bowl 47, Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers. This one is remembered for the Ravens being up 28-6 to in the third quarter when the power went out in the Superdome. And then when the lights came back on, San Francisco was re-energized. Colin Kaepernick got going, pushed it to 34-31. And then an iffy no-pass interference call at the end. Ravens sneak away with the Super Bowl and Ray Lewis retires a champion. There was a lot that went the Ravens' way in that playoff run, and the, the referees had a lot to do with that one, that's for sure. Respect to Ray Lewis, no doubt, but like they really wanted him to go out a Super Bowl champion, which was interesting to me. Uh, coming in at number 11 is Super Bowl 52, Eagles-Patriots. People love this one. It was 41-33. Both teams combined for more than 1,000 yards of offense. It was the most prolific offensive display in Super Bowl history. Um... It's not my favorite Super Bowl because I'm more of a defensive guy, but Tom Brady put up 500 yards and still lost. Uh, He dropped that pass. He did fumble, but Bill Belichick also benched Malcolm Butler for God knows why, and the Philadelphia Eagles won their first Super Bowl ever. Uh, I will forever be happy watching the video of Kobe celebrating with his daughter. And as far as we won the effing Super Bowl, like that, that was beautiful, and it's even more beautiful now, of course, watching it back. Number 10, Super Bowl 32, Denver Broncos and Green Bay Packers. All I got to say about this one is this one's for John. That was Broncos owner Pat Bolin after the game when they won. That's That was for John Elway. John Elway diving across the field during that game in that legendary moment. Uh, my mom and a lot of people in my family hate this game. They really don't like the Broncos because of it. But, hey, John Elway dealt with a lot of bad teams that he was in he got ran uh ran over in super bowls and it really had nothing to do with him he just you know was on bad teams that he dragged to super bowls that really had no business being there he beat better teams in cleveland twice and then he got you know just blasted in the super bowl and then he was able to finally win his first one i mean the historical significance of this one is off the charts beating the defending champion green bay packers with their quarterback, Brett Favre, who was in the middle of his third straight MVP season at this point. Uh, it was a great Super Bowl, though. 31-24, Denver won that one. Number nine, a Super Bowl that, honestly, in my opinion, gets underrated. At the time, people considered it maybe the best Super Bowl of all time. That would be Super Bowl 38. Yes, it is remembered for Janet Jackson's exposed nipple at halftime, but... It is also remembered for a classic game that was all defense at first and then all of a sudden offense was lighting up the charts out of nowhere from that second quarter on. Tom Brady and Jake DeLone both threw for more than 300 yards. 
But Adam Vinatieri got the late field goal right at the buzzer, and the Patriots won their second Super Bowl in three years. Number eight, Super Bowl 34 in the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, St. Louis Rams, Tennessee Titans. Uh, this game was crazy. There was a lot of nervous energy in this game, a lot of mistakes early by both teams. But Eddie George had one of the most incredible touchdown runs in Super Bowl history. Uh, Steve McNair with one of the best escape and run throws that I've ever seen in my life, getting the Titans in position to tie the game. But a beautiful tackle over the middle, and Kevin Dyson stretches the ball one yard short. And, of course, a PAT separating that Super Bowl from being the first one to go to overtime. The greatest show on turf, the St. Louis Rams, win their first and only Super Bowl, 23-16 to over the Tennessee Titans. Coming in at number 7, Super Bowl 23. This might be the most iconic Super Bowl. Uh, 49ers-Bengals. Bengals are trailing 16-13 late in the game. Joe Montana's got to go 92 yards in a minute, a couple minutes to win the game. And he looks over the huddle and he looks in the crowd and he says, Hey, isn't that John Candy? That's Joe Cool right there. Takes him right down the field, 92 yards. 49ers win the Super Bowl 20 to 16. The famous drive by Joe Montana. It's just known as the drive uh, by some people. Actually, is well, that's, that's the one that uh, John Elway had in Cleveland. I don't know if. They have a specific name for it, but I just know, yeah, I just remember the, hey, isn't that John Candy? I remember hearing that, like, that's hilarious. That Like, he's really Joe Cool. That's uh, typical Joe Cool right there in the huddle looking over at the crowd. Oh, there's John Candy trying to get his team calm, and he goes right down the field and wins the game over to Bengals. And, boy, the Bengals got their soul crushed twice by the 49ers in Super Bowls. It's too bad for Bengal fans. They've never been to the Super Bowl since that one. But number six, Super Bowl 25, Whitney Houston absolutely tore the house down in the greatest national anthem of all time. Not even close. Don't debate debate it with your mama. I don't care. Whitney Houston tore the house down before the game, and this game was incredible. Bill Belichick and, and his unbelievable defensive strategy, the New York ball control, the counterattack to the Buffalo, incredible no-huddle offense, which was this was their first Super Bowl appearance. It was good enough to win by one point because poor Scott Norwood missed a field goal at the buzzer. If he makes that field goal, it's 22-20, and maybe the Bills are sitting on the first of many Super Bowls. Instead, it was the first of four straight Super Bowl losses, but one of the all-time great Super Bowls. And now we're in the top five, and (laughs) some people may not agree with this. Some people may feel like, the last two that I said, and a lot of people do have those last two Super Bowls, 23 and 25. A lot of people do feel like those both are top five Super Bowls. For me, number five, Super Bowl 36, the start of the dynasty. Yes, the tuck rule game did technically start the dynasty, but this was the start of the dynasty. This was an impossible upset. This was Bill Belichick at his absolute best. Figuring out the formula to stop the greatest show on turf. Holding the Rams, the St. Louis Rams, the great Rams to 17 points. Patriots win 20-17. to 17. But not only that, the game was 17-3. to 3, And the Rams scored two late touchdowns in the fourth quarter to tie it up. 
They kick the ball to the Patriots. And what does Mr. John Madden say? Oh, if you're Tom Brady, you got to play for overtime. And this kid walked up there. And they always like, oh, Adam Vinatieri this. Nah, but this this is a top five game for all that in the Bill Belichick. But this was the start of the GOAT right here. This was Tom Brady, this young kid who fell asleep in the locker room before the game. Going in on a drive where he was supposed to just run out the clock. Bill Belichick told him to be you know, conservative and everything. And Drew Bledsoe told him, F that, go out and sling it. And that he did. Tom Brady drove him the length of the football field into field goal range. And Adam Vinatieri smacked the field goal at the buzzer. And a dynasty was started. <laughs> and what was thought to be a dynasty was crumbled. It was crazy. And then this one really pains me to say it. Number four, Super Bowl 42. Super Bowls 41 and 42. I had back-to-back Super Bowl L's that my teams took. The Bears losing to Peyton Manning. And then two weeks before, the Patriots lost to Peyton Manning, blowing a 21-3 lead in the conference championship game. But the Patriots were 18-0, and this one still hurts. This is the one that I think about more than anything as a Patriots fan because my favorite football player of all time was on this team. Randy Moss was supposed to get a ring. The score was 10-7. to Tom Brady drove the length of the football field, hit Randy Moss for the game-winning touchdown. 14-10, New England Patriots go 19-0. Super Bowl champs, great Super Bowl. No, obviously that's how I wish it ended. But of course, Eli Manning throws a pass to Asante Samuel and he intercepts it. No, that's not what happened either. The ball went right through his hands. And then as you all know, Eli Manning should have been sacked. He somehow escapes. Just throws a prayer and David Tyree makes a helmet catch. The Patriots are just dismantled. Plaxico Burris is wide open then for a touchdown. Giants 17, Patriots 14. The greatest upset in the history of maybe American team sports. Undefeated no more, 18-1. and And unfortunately no ring for Randy Moss. Number three. Super Bowl 43, when this game happened, it was the year after Super Bowl 42. We had back-to-back of the GOAT Super Bowls, and I thought this Super Bowl would never be passed as the best Super Bowl. Arizona Cardinals and Pittsburgh Steelers. Arizona was down 20-7 to in the fourth. They cut the lead, and then they take the lead 23-20 to with two. First one, ridiculous Larry Fitzgerald touchdown in the end zone, and then a crazy over-the-middle Fitzgerald gone, one of the all-time great just total postseason runs by a receiver. Larry Fitzgerald puts them up 23-20, to but the Steelers drove down the field and won the game with one of the greatest catches ever, Santonio Holmes. He toe-tapped it. Steelers 27, Arizona Cardinals 23. Absolute soul-crushing for my man, Larry Fitzgerald. Number two, like this is the hardest decision. It was the top two. And I know a lot of people call this one number one because of everything that happened. Super Bowl 51. The Falcons were up 28-3. The game was over. And Tom Brady, this was the night where Tom Brady, to most people, became the GOAT. This was the night where Tom Brady became the greatest of all. He brought the Patriots back 28-3. And then is the only Super Bowl so far to go to overtime, 34-28. 
The Patriots win. I mean, just an unbelievable Super Bowl in Houston. You know, two of the top 10 Super Bowls of all time were Patriots Super Bowls in Houston. I had number nine with that Patriots Panthers one back in 04, and then this one in 2017. I mean, just incredible. But to me, honestly, as great as this one was, the reason I don't think it's number one is because I don't think it was as good of a back-and-forth game as number one. And I think this one is a slam dunk. I don't know if we'll ever see a Super Bowl this good. Super Bowl 49 in Glendale, Arizona, the site of the undefeated season that was broken by David Tyree, Eli Manning, and Plaxico Burris. And, of course, that great Giants defense that pressured Tom Brady. I guess I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that was an incredible pass rush that the Giants did that game. But this is a different game. This was the two best teams in football, the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. This game had drama all over. Brady threw a bad interception in the third quarter, was down two scores, 10 points in the fourth quarter. No team had ever done this before at the time, come back from down 10 in the fourth, 10 or more. Tom Brady scored one touchdown drive, and then he threw it to Edelman to take the lead. And then, of course, just complete chaos. We all know what happens. It had the drama of a classic contest, but like all great thrillers, it had a shocking twist at the very end, which, of course, first of all, Jermaine Curse catches this ridiculous pass where it bounces off his foot off his knee into his hand malcolm butler pushes him out of bounds makes a say a game saving play and it looks like seattle's gonna win i remember i was a freshman in college game was over marshawn lynch gets the ball he's stuffed at the one and i'm like dude the patriots just lost tom brady just lost another super bowl he's gonna be three and three people will never say he's the goat anymore and then malcolm butler made the all-time great read. He That's the Patriot way. It's the definition of the Patriot way. Russell Wilson throws a pass, intercepted at the goal line, and Tom Brady's a four-time Super Bowl champion. Just to me, all the drama at the end just makes it unbelievable. But the game itself was just so back and forth. You know, the Falcons, Patriots, it was 28-3 to at one point. They were getting dominated, and then the Patriots had to have everything go their way. This one was just such back and forth. It was the two best teams, and Tom Brady pulled it out. Malcolm Butler, the Butler, did it. That's my number one Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know when we'll ever see a Super Bowl that great. I don't think they'll ever pass that one, in my opinion, but... That is all for this episode of Change the Game. This one, honestly, as much as I thought this was going to go, this is a two-hour podcast. Uh, So that's going to be it for technically today. We're going to have two more, though, uh, tomorrow for Tuesday, February 9th. That's going to be the NBA podcast, and we're also doing UFC. I got a lot to get in with NBA and then UFC. Not only are we talking Conor McGregor and then UFC uh, Vegas from this past weekend, we are also getting into the top 10 fights from this past year, 2020. Uh, So tune into those two episodes tomorrow, and then we got more content coming through this week. So thanks for joining us, and congratulations to Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, and the entire Tampa Bay team, Devin White, Levante David, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, LeGarrette, uh, Garrett Blunt, (laughs) uh, Leonard Fournette, and all the crew in Tampa, Shaq Barrett, of course, Sack Barrett as they call him, you guys earned this trophy. Uh, what a great NFL season. We're excited for next one. 
Thanks for tuning in. Uh, check us out tomorrow as well for our NFL or for our NBA and UFC episodes, and keep checking us out. Thanks for listening, guys.